welcome to Geek and Sassy. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the wonderful and beautiful Miranda. How you doing, Miranda? I am I am here and yep. different than my here from last time or the time before. Oh good. I'm glad we yeah. got that cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you, Jenny? I'm okay. I'm just tired. Just been I understand that feeling. It is Tuesday and I feel like it's the week is already completely gone, but I know it's not Friday, if that makes sense. Yeah, and there's so many things to do, like, during the week. You're just like, yes. oh, my God, how am I going to get there? That's where I'm at, so I feel you. So many podcasts, Miranda. <laughs> I, this is my second one this week. I recorded two last night, and I have two. Oh, my gosh. Um, three the rest of the week, so. I'll, I have, I'll just, I have one more. One more. Um. All right, so tonight we are going to talk about some anime, which I'm excited about because I don't know hardly anything about anime. And for that, we are welcoming a returning guest, our friend, Nick Vester. How are you doing, Nick? Hello, and uh, three for three on the tired, but I am yeah. here. <laughs> we'll, we'll make you it better. You know it better. I was going to say, it makes it better when the whole group is in the same mood. Yeah. You know. We'll help each other out. Um, All right. So, you kind of, we, we, we've we known each other for a while, and um, you kind of reached out and wanted to, wanted us to do like an anime show. We're like, okay, how about you come do an anime show with us? Um, <laughs> so, um, what, what do you like about anime? What got you started? Oh, uh, so I got, looking back, I actually watched it for years, but did not know it was anime for the longest. Uh, Way, way, way back in, like, second or third grade, uh, Nickelodeon used to actually put on a couple of anime movies. Uh, I remember uh, one or two, it's like Unicorn Unicorn. There were two of those movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably even more influential was uh, my first Miyazaki movie, who's a famous uh, anime movie director, uh, was a Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, which back then was called Warriors of the Wind. Uh, But probably the first time I knew it was anime was when Sci-Fi Channel used to actually show anime, had like an anime block they had Mm -hmm. uh, every week. Yeah, I remember that. So that was a while, so a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So it had like Vampire Hunter D., uh, Robot Carnival, uh, saw Robotech. Uh, I have heard of Robotech. I'm a novice, so that's, that's <laughs> the only one I'm in, uh, recognized. What I've about- not heard of those, but I'm I'm a hero person. Like, I know what you're talking about when you talk. I've not seen that one specifically, um, and I butcher the poor man's name really badly. Um, but, yeah, what about, I know those. What about you, Miranda? How, how much into anime have you been? Um... So, yeah, I, I know about, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what the names are of them. So there's, like, Children of the Wolf, correct, Nick? Is that, isn't that what they call it? What was that? Is it Children of the Wolf or Wolf Children or? I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, um, so I've done that one. And then, of course, um, a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff because that is considered anime. Yeah, those are usually Miyazaki films, yeah. Yeah, I butcher that poor man's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then technically, the Pokemon shows and the Yu-Gi-Oh, those are anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. done all of those. 
Yeah, and then, all those long chain ones, Dragon yeah, Ball Z. The ones, ones that when people say yeah. anime that they even if you don't know it, you know what you know those. Um I I know those. Um watched most of those. And then there's a long list that my son talks my head off about. Um and I know them like when I see it, but I know absolutely nothing about them. Nothing. <laughs> and Caden's pretty into it, is that right? He is. His favorite is uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, I love that one. That is his absolute favorite one. Um, and then there was another one he's recently started watching that I was like, okay, sure. And I messaged uh, our friend Joe. I can't, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Nick knows Joe as well. But I messaged uh, Jenny and my friend Joe, and I'm always like, is this appropriate? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. I, and on mangas, too, I'm like, hey, can he read this? And she'll tell me, oh, it has this and this in it. It's up to you. And I'll be like, oh, okay, thanks. So, like, <laughs> I have, like, a resident go-to for those things because I'm just not sure. Yeah, it's, it's a bit better now. Uh, when those first coming over here, especially with younger kids, you have to be careful because mm-hmm. uh, Japanese culture is a little more open with some time with mild nudity at times. Right. Ooh, really? Now, uh, do you, does anime always have, like, the rating system? Because, and, and mangas kind of fall into that, too. Um, the rating system that you see on, on like, T for Teen. Um, I'm not sure. Is that something that's always been there since it's been in the U.S.? Or was it, like, uh, you kind of had to figure it out for yourself before? When it first came over, you had to kind of figure it out for yourself. So, one of my old roommates in undergrad accidentally got a... A DVD one time, and he he was big into fantasy, and it was like Dragon something or other. It was like you know, fantasy something. Then it turns out it was a hentai. Oh, which, oh yeah. yeah, I'm familiar with that. Know, that's uh, the Japanese uh, animated uh, straight porn, yes. <laughs> essentially. Yes. yes, I was gonna say tell people that don't know because they may not be familiar with what that is, but yeah. All right, so and it's easy when you're Googling anime to come across the wrong thing. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just put that out there. Yes. <laughs> uh, note to self. Uh, <laughs> Work folder. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just don't put tentacle anything in anime. Yes, never, <laughs> never, never. I had a friend tell me that once to never, ever do that. Well, now you know I got to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So we, you know, we were like, okay, Nick, uh, what did you want to talk about? And you sent us a couple of options. And so we settled on Death Note because you sent us a little trailer and I thought it looked really interesting. Um, I was into the concept of it. Um, what can you tell me about Death Note? Okay. So, uh, so in, in this world, there's these, these, uh, Creatures are Shinigami or death gods, if you go by the American translation, which is a literal translation, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're essentially Grim Reapers. So what they do is when it's time for you to die or sometimes if they decide they want to kill you early, they write your name in their death note and you die. Mm-hmm. This main Shinigami that you see, Ryuk, uh, he decides he's bored. Because all they do is gamble or write names down. Mm-hmm. So it goes to goes to material world and leaves his death note. And it's found by this high school student, Light Yagami. And Light is a uh, genius, attractive, you know, can pick up a phone and call a girl and have a date right away. Mm-hmm. Super and, smart, yeah. Yes. Uh, in a lot of ways, too smart for his own good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Miranda, had you ever seen Death Note before? I'd never seen it, but I had heard of it. I have uh, several other friends that are also fans of the series. Um, so they like told me a little bit about it here and there, but I'd never actually watched it myself. Uh, I put it on today um, to watch the first like five episodes. And, I mean, I liked it a lot. I, it, it's like instantly, um, you instantly get sucked into the story. It moves very quickly, um, very fast-paced. What do what do you know about the? Um, is this based on a, a manga series or? Yes, yes, okay. it was a manga first. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually, the manga comes out a couple of years before the anime comes out. Uh, that makes sense. Is it always the case that the manga is first, um, or is it sometimes that the anime comes first and then they're like, "Oh, this is doing well. Let's let's give it a manga." Sometimes the latter. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a famous animator, uh, Neon, Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and that one, I believe the anime came out first, but then they released the manga later on. I feel like that's a tongue twister. I could kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of this is. <laughs> so, what yeah, you, you can say that one for, you can say Ava for short, for short, any anime fan will know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Look at their own language going on. Did you read any of the manga, or did you start with the show? I started with the manga. It was actually a... I used to work Books A Million, so it was uh, coming out over here on Books A Million uh, into retail when it was... Actually, a few years before it was on the air, so I actually read the story before the anime actually started over here. Is it, do they stay pretty true to the source material in this That one? one stays pretty true to the source, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I always get curious about things like, you know, like with comics and stuff, if how uh, how faithful they stay. Uh, usually, if it's the, with action stuff, the anime can diverge greatly from the, the main story. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases have a completely different ending than the actual manga does. This strikes me as a lot more um, intellectual and story-driven versus action. Yes. There are action moments, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's very story-driven. Very, uh, it's, it's sort of like a murder mystery, but in this case you know who the murderer is and yeah. you're just trying to figure out, see how he's going to get out of all his situations. And it just, it builds so quickly, like, um, and he just accepts it so quickly, like, there's, I I guess that goes hand in hand with his um, intelligence, right, because um, he thinks he can outsmart whatever is going to happen to him, and then he just ends up building this intricate, I mean, just in the first five episodes I watched, um, this intricate plan and and store in like web and he's just sucked mm-hmm. in um i don't get a sense of the time frame from when he finds the note to like the part that i saw but it seemed like a very short window of time <laughs> so uh, and the episodes are real short like 20 minutes so it just clipped along mm-hmm. yeah it was they, the the time frame is hard to gauge but yeah it's Fast enough so that the uh, 
the, the law enforcement could actually see, okay, there's a pattern here, something's going on. Exactly, and that would probably take a while, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like you would have to be as smart as he is to kind of just quickly jump on and grasp a theory like this one and be like, okay, this is a thing, and not, you know, in, in some movies um, and shows and books, they, they question it for, like, such a long, a long period of time yeah. at the beginning that you're like, okay, even I'm ready for you to figure this crap out. <laughs> um, so I think that you have to have a certain intellectual level to be able to like jump right into something like that and be like okay i accept this this is what it is let's do this thing and so he's he's very much the uh ultra intelligent attractive sociopath (laughs) i like that description we need more of those um (laughs) you know what what he does is he decides he's going to rid the world of evil so and there are intricate rules explain the rules about the death note and how you kill people with it yeah, so uh, you have to write the person's name in the note, their real name, and you have to be picturing them as you're writing it. So if you're going by a fake name, uh, you won't be able to. It won't be able to work. And if you don't know their face, uh, it's not going to kill everyone. Let's say named Jennifer Smith. Right. <laughs> uh, Which that would be my question. It'd be like, well, what do I do if somebody else? Because I don't doubt there's another me, but. You know, what if somebody else had my name? So that's that's nice yeah. to know. Yep. And um, another thing is, if you don't write a cause of death, they die of a heart attack. In 40 oh. seconds. Yes. So precise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can actually dictate a cause of death within a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. And if that person is able to do it, they will go ahead and do those actions and then die how you direct them to. Man, that's fucked up. That is kind of... I mean, I like that he's ridding the world of evil, but the fact that he can just choose how they die, it's a little jacked up. Well, then Not he, even going to lie. Real, real quick, he gets real skewed about who is expendable and who is, you know... Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what makes him a sociopath. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It was a very quick decline, but fascinating, like... I really liked watching it. And what is the other... Isn't there another rule? So he has... With the note comes the um, the death god. Or what what'd you call him? The, yes, yeah, Shinigami. Yes, yeah, Shinigami. Um, so only he can see this creature and speak with them. And, but anybody who touches the, the note or a piece of paper from the note can also see him. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Okay, we're getting more complex as we go. It seems like they're writing all these obscure rules for specific reasons, which I I find interesting, like the building of the mythology mm-hmm. of the Death Note. Yeah, and there's other stuff. Yeah, there's other stuff that comes later too. Like, uh, he can get if he's willing to take away half of his expected lifespan, he can get. The Shinigami vision, which lets them see a person's true name and how much life they have left. That is amazing. That is, an, that is a great detail. And then when I watched that episode, um, visually, the way they represent the site uh, it looked really cool uh, mm-hmm. in the animation. And that creature looks very creepy as well. He has a mouthful of like big ass, sharp teeth and uh-huh. googly ass eyes. And loves apples. Yes, and loves apples. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That part was funny. Um, you know, that's not the first time in an anime, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the one that um, Caden found on 
on Amazon we were watching where, like, the building is haunted and these kids can see this. And he may be a creature kind of like Death Note. Although he's cute and cuddly. But, like, only certain people can see him. And you can use his site. So now I'm like, well, what the crap was that called? <laughs> Something about a haunted building. I don't know. I'm not sure. There there are so many anime oh, yeah. out there. <laughs> As opposed to U.S. shows, but, you know, some of them can go on for years, which there are some long-running anime out there. Don't get me wrong. But most of them are usually self-contained, either 12 episodes, 24 episodes, 52 episodes, tell their story, and that's it. Is there a reasoning behind that? Because have they ever come out and said, this is why we do these this way? Uh, I think it's just a, a means of actually just getting, like, you have a definitive beginning and end to the story. Okay. I can appreciate that. I mean, sometimes that's what you want, is a definite beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. But then you have stuff like Dragon Ball Z or One Piece where, like, there's always someone stronger. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you're like, what season is this again? How many episodes? I've forgotten. Oh, One Piece is definitely over 300 at this point. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think 800 and something manga chapters. <laughs> oh, my God. How many episodes is Death Note? Um, I, I think I read out. it's in the 30s. Yeah, I think it's in the 30s. Yeah, it's 37 episodes, which is a pretty odd number, actually, for uh, anime, but... So in America, that'd be computed to, like, two seasons. Yeah, roughly. That'd be computed to something getting, like, two seasons. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, do, they, do they complete the story, or is it left hanging? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, they complete the story. Well, that makes me a lot more apt to watch it, I will say, to, to finish yeah. it. Because yeah. 37 episodes in 20 minutes each is not bad. Like, no. Oh, not at all. Definitely doable. So, with our uh, killer here who has decided that he gets to, uh, he just starts killing these criminals left and right, and just like hundreds and hundreds just all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, he mm-hmm. gets addicted quick to killing these people. And, then, and his dad is, I think, chief of police, so he's, uh, he's able to get this information really easily. Yeah, he's a super genius. Uh, on top of news outlets. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're super smart. You're you got the book. Your dad's the police chief. All and like apparently you have some predispositioned thing in your brain that's like murder, murder, kill, kill. So you have been set up as the perfect person to find Death Note, the the Death Note book, basically. That was what I thought was interesting uh, about the the building of their you know their rules you know sort of in this world it's like it is oddly specific (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um but then like the um the god says that he didn't choose light for this but it was just a random happenstance i don't know if i believe that so it kind of like faded basically it's kind of how i felt it's like okay so you didn't choose him but he has all these qualifications that you didn't know about him but like here he is with all of these things that just like make him the perfect person for this it's kind of was my thought at least yeah it's hard to say because he also says at one point like oh this really is kind of (laughs) fun like he's generally genuinely entertained by this Mm mm-hmm and surprised about it too. Um, 
and so like um when the cops start noticing what's happening they're all freaking out and that introduces another character who is still pretty mysterious to me in my limited viewing um the character of L <laughs> who, who is kind of like a super like a batman no Trying to think of a comparison, like if Batman, uh, he's still like out, a young Sherlock Holmes, I guess. Like yeah. he's a. So I, I tried to pick something that didn't have a whole lot of typical anime tropes involved with it, mm-hmm. uh, but this is one that you get. One trope that you see a lot is the uh, the child or teenage genius detective. Oh, it, it was very, like, I would have never guessed that that would be a trope, but it was very, mm-hmm. like, um, he's a very mysterious character in this, like, behind the scenes, like, he has a handler that deals with the cops, and um, he's very mistrustful, but is also apparently a genius, and very quickly gets on the trail of light, um, and then they sort of do a, when I was watching it, they were doing, like, a... Like, Light would send these coded messages um, when he would kill people, and then L would pick them up and then get a clue about him. So it was very um, one step ahead, one step behind sort of feeling. It adds, like, an extra, like, depth, an extra layer, because it's not just all of the other things. Like, there, it seems like there's multiple layers to this story. Yeah, it just kept building on itself, and then he would... Like, he started killing innocent people or people that were, like, maybe onto him um, instead of... So, basically, he is becoming the thing that he hates, really. Which is where the questionable part comes in. Like, he's killing... Like, he's questionably killing people, basically. It's no longer just um, people that we would all be fine with him taking out. It's like... Oh, you probably shouldn't have done that yeah, one. Um, yeah, yeah, but- that's a question. Who watches The Watchmen? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, like who who tells God what's right and wrong? Yep. It's a very good um, similarity there. He, what um, made you um, when you first saw Death Note? What made you want to watch it? Like, what gravitated or what made you gravitate towards? Which you said you read it first. So, is that what made you want to watch it, or like what made you want to read it? It was just a fascinating story to me, actually. The uh, I, I like anti-heroes, mm, me too. which, yeah, so Light is very much a anti-hero. He, uh, I'll tell you right now, he does not have a redemption arc. This is not a happy story. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of glad you said that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't always want the happy ending. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want it. As the Hallmark girl over here, I want it. But sometimes you just don't because, like, not everything can be happy ending. Yeah, this cannot end well for him. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. From right. The start. Yeah. And in that aspect, it's kind of Shakespearean in a way. Very. Um, what do you think about the animation style on this one? This one holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was another thing I was looking at when I was trying to pick out something for, for y'all to watch. Because, you know, there's a lot of great stuff from the, the 90s and very early 2000s. But sometimes the animation doesn't hold up as well as we would like it to nostalgia factor aside Mm -hmm. Uh, so this one holds up really well i thought one thing that i noticed like it was dubbed uh and i i assume this is common but like i always watch things with closed captioning on Mm -hmm. and so the dub 
dialogue was always slightly off from the captions. Like it would say yeah. basically the same thing, but not really. Mm-hmm. So I just it, it was it was confusing my brain as I was reading and then hearing different things. Yeah, and, I have such a yeah. hard time with closed caption. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually pretty common in anime because usually the uh, the subs will be more of a direct translation of what's said. Yeah, but then the dub they're trying to match the words to how the mouth is moving. Yeah, that's that's got to be rough. You know, I um I like the like sort of muted colors of it too. It's very um nothing is like bright and pretty. It's all sort of mm-hmm. gray and shady. Yeah, it's very gothic plays, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah gothic. It is plays a good well word. with the story. It, it does. It, it, it like um, it just wouldn't make sense for it to be like bright and cheery in colors, like the, the colors you expect from like, um, you know, Dragon Ball Z and and Pokemon and things like that. Like you wouldn't want those colors in this story because I feel like it would just take away from it. It wouldn't give you what you needed. Yeah, this is a. Like you said, not a happy story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and sometimes the the bright colors can are a good contrast to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another anime. It's a short series called Madoka Magica. It's a uh, in which if you look at it, it looks like it's going to be like a very little schoolgirl magical girl sort of anime. Mm-hmm. But it's actually one of the darker series I've seen in a while. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Where do you um, find a lot of this? Do you is it streaming a lot? Um, we found this on Netflix. Yeah, so uh, back in the day, we had to uh, use less than mm. kosher means to oh, find them. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Give I'm... your computer, you know, STDs trying to download some LimeWire. <laughs> uh, but but now it's actually a, there's a lot of animes that are live simulcast. So, uh, actually, Hulu does several of them. Uh, there's the Funimation app, and there's also another site called Crunchyroll that you can all get stuff, you know, pretty much the day it comes out in Japan, subtitled, or in some cases, even dubbed. And uh, I do know Crunchyroll feeds to a, um, it's VRV, I think you just pronounce it verb, but that's what we have. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a combination of things. It's also got like older Nickelodeon and just different stuff like that. But it has a lot of anime, even has some K dramas, different things like that on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of the most Funimation stuff is going to be a mixture of the subtitles and the dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crunchyroll a lot of the time is going to be more dubbed, I believe. No, me subbed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I did have another question, but is it about Death Note or yeah? Okay. Well, she is trying to remember her question. If someone wanted to get started in anime and they weren't sure, like, where to start. So, basically, a um, maybe a recommendation for, like, an all ages and then a recommendation for, like, you're an adult so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you tell someone to start if they came to you and said, I'm interested, but I don't know where to start? And if it wasn't an issue of, like, where to get it from or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh... Definitely in all ages would be the Miyazaki movies, with the exception of a couple of them. Most of them are pretty uh, pretty good for any age. Princess Mononoke can be a little on the more violent side. Uh-huh. But most of the other ones are actually you know, pretty good all ages ones. See, actually, uh, 
Spirited Away, I think, was the first anime to win an Academy Award. It's a really good one, too. Yes. Yes, it's one of my favorites. Um, Let's see. So, starting off, uh, you know, for more of the teenager and adult, there are so many different genres, so it kind of depends on what you're interested in. You know, there's all sorts of the the regular stuff like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Sailor Moon. uh, There's one called Fruits Basket, which is a remake of an older anime slash manga. Uh, that's just now releasing, I think, on its second season. Uh, that one's... So one of the common anime genre slash themes is called the harem anime, which is like you have the main character is a guy, and there's a couple or more females in the house that want to date him or more, essentially. Hmm. I do have to ask, because it's going to sound weird, but you know I'm a big, like, romance reader fan, as my husband calls it, smut. And uh, lately, within, like, the last year, the big thing in the romance world is reverse harem. Do yes. they do that a lot? That's is actually that... what I was getting to. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh, in some aspects, uh, Fruits Basket's kind of a reverse harem, because the main character is a girl, and then there's... Uh, and it's all, that one's all based off different characters that are representative of the Chinese Zodiac. Ooh. And hmm. there's quite a few of them that actually do want to date her and stuff like that. This could be interesting. Yeah. I am interested. I might be here for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually a lot of animes that have some sort of you know, decent romance element involved with it. Let's see. Other stuff that's you know, good to check out. There's some good classic ones. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Samurai Champloo. What is um, Cowboy Bebop about? Cause I've, I've heard s- about it a lot. Yeah. don't really know anything about it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just roughly. Yeah. So, uh, basically, it's a crew of bounty, hunter, bounty hunters. Actually, I actually have to refresh because it's been a very long time. But the main character is Spike Spiegel and... It's basically humanities in space now. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a space. Yes, based one. There's it's uh, he the this crew they part of the, the first part of the anime is him getting the the crew together, and then a lot of it's him uh, battling with this crime syndicate and other uh, adventures along the way. Hmm. That was pretty long running, wasn't it? I don't know I why I feel like it is. <laughs> It's just—it's been around like it's been around for a while. It's like yeah. very popular, and the music's fantastic. Oh, really? Hmm. How um, important is music in most of this stuff? For me, it's a—I—I I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, for a while there, I think seventy to eighty percent of the music I listened to way back when we were burning CDs was anime things. <laughs> oh, really? Huh. That's cool. It sounds like something that Ethan would actually like too. Because he's real into like these odd like genres of music, so and like mm-hmm. in my opinion, like just he'll get stuck on like a like a melody or like a riff or something. He'll just like obsess about it. So I need to I need to introduce him to some of this. My son is currently obsessed with the soundtrack from uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both our boys get like that. Yeah, they get obsessive about things. So um, that's like when he first found My Hero Academia. 
we got a little obsessive about it. Just, you know, just a little bit. There's a lot of those, too. Like, whew. I didn't realize how many episodes there were of some of these different um, shows. Yep, some are still going. Some are, uh, you know, like I said, some are self-contained. Uh, oh, yeah, another good starter one is Full Metal Alchemist. That was one of the options that you gave us. Yeah. Yes. So, with that one, so remember how we were talking about earlier that sometimes the manga catches up to the anime? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with this one. So, there is an older series of Full Metal Alchemist that was uh, early 2000s that uh, starting about halfway through the series, it diverged completely from the manga storyline, including changing the names of some of the characters who are called homunculi, homunculuses. What are they called now? (laughs) Uh, Well, so the homunculi, they're all named named after the seven deadly sins. Ooh. And uh, five of them had the... Four of them had the correct names. Uh, lust, gluttony, greed, and envy were all correct. Uh, but Wrath was a different... The character that was Wrath in the original series, in uh, the main... The Brotherhood, which is the, uh, the one that does the manga entirely, mm-hmm. uh, was called Pride in the first one. And then Sloth and... Uh, Wrath in the original series are completely different characters made up for that one. I kind of feel like that word homunculi, though, is like, <laughs> you stupid homunculi. Like, you could use it as, like, a derogatory, like, yeah. Like, I felt <laughs> like calling somebody a name. I was like, you homunculi. And I'm going to try to use that. And people are probably going to be like, no, Miranda, just no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I'm sorry. But, yeah, so that, that anime is great, though. Uh, that story is great. Uh, it's basically two brothers that their their mother died of an illness and they're both genius alchemists and they decide to attempt human transmutation. Uh, okay. Because that's what one does when their parent dies. Mm-hmm. Alright. So uh, they wind up doing it and the in the process of doing it uh, the younger brother, Al his body completely disappears and then the older brother, Ed loses a leg. Oh my god. So at the very last to revive something that they think is their mom is but it's not so not so much. Oh man. Turns out there's more to uh making a human body than putting all the ingredients for <laughs> human that make up a human together. <laughs> I would think Imagine so that. <laughs> yeah. So so Ed as a last ditch effort finds a piece of armor and does a uh, does another seal that attaches Al's soul to the armor. So Al is walking around as a piece of empty armor, and then Ed gets what's called auto mail, which is a uh, just like cybernetic enhancements, more or less. Well, that sounds insane. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, wow. Okay. All right. That's happened. And then because he did this as a. Uh, this is probably the only perk of doing it. He's able to do transmutations for alchemy without make, drawing out anything. Because hmm. normally you have to ha- draw out a circle. But now he's able to do the uh, al- basic alchemy stuff without doing a circle. 
So it's kind of like he became so proficient because of this incident that happened that like he doesn't need um, the added help, so to speak. Uh, it gets explained. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it gets explained. <laughs> See, if it didn't, I'd be like, oh, okay, that happened. Now he can do this. All right. That, that's a thing. Yeah. They, they eventually get to why he can do it. So, obviously, manga and anime go hand in hand, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's picking up Death Note manga is what led you to kind of, like, watching the show. So, mm-hmm. what was your first manga, and, and what, like, drew you to, you know, the attention of those, actually? Or if you don't remember your first one, maybe, like, your favorite, your most memor- memorable one that you've read? Yeah, first is hard to say, because there's been many over the years. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Full Metal is still one of my favorites. Uh, there's actually another one that I really enjoyed called Chrono Crusade. That was a manga and an anime. It's real, that one's very hard to choose, actually. Because that is something that there are, just like the book world in general, there are so many. Um, I find myself, like, when Caden drags me to the aisle, like, I don't know what to say yes and no to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always flipping them over, and I'm like, T for teen, and it'll be like 13 to 17, and I'm like, well, you are 13, but I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, putting it back on the shelf. It just seems like there's a lot. Um, and then I've discovered recently that there are a lot within a lot, uh, and meaning, like, okay, there's Dragon Ball Z, but there's, like, six different um, series of it, um, which I guess is kind of like Batman or something like that, where it's like, no, no, that's a different run. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So that that one's confusing to figure out, too. I'll go to buy him a book, and he'll be like, no, no, that's not the series I have. I have this one. So think of it more like a, uh, this is going back more to the video sort of thing. Think of it more like a soap opera where it's very long running, Mm -hmm. but there's still a uh, linear progression to it all. Okay. When you said soap opera, that makes, like, complete sense. I mean, that's basically what, like, comics are. That's basically, like, any long-form storytelling is. Pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of them are shorter, so they only go for a certain number of volumes and tell the story, and then they're done. Uh, sometimes they end it better than others. Uh, Bleach was one that the ending was horrible compared to the bulk of the rest of it. That's another, that's a, uh, was another popular one for a while. That's one that I've, I remember having friends reading. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know much about it, but I do remember um, friends reading that one. Yep. Naruto is another, another popular one. Yeah. Yep. He's reading that one. He probably might not read this one because it's a little more violent, but Attack on Titan's pretty, fairly popular. Funny you said that. So one of his uh, really good friends is Norwegian, and, you know, kind of like you said earlier, there are things that are just accepted sooner in cultures, mm-hmm. in different cultures than ours. And so his mom had already bought him, like, the first, I don't know how many, when this kid was, you know, they were younger. Um, they were in, because I remember coming to Jenny and being like, oh, my God! Um, I want to say they were in, like, fourth grade, and he had read, like, he devoured, like, the first seven at this kid's house one day, and then comes and tells me all about him, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess one last thing, because I'll be remiss if I don't mention some of the more current stuff, actually. Yeah. Some things that are really good. Uh, Black Clover's pretty good. It's more along the lines of uh, Naruto and My Hero Academia, uh, more like a teenager-type thing. So that actually one that you know Caden could probably read, pre- get into pretty well. 
then uh, another one that I had mentioned earlier, which uh, there's a manga and an anime for it, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Kaiba, or no Yaiba, or something like that. Let's see. Uh, Dr. Stone's pretty interesting. I just started that anime. Uh, with that one, something happens, event happens, light goes over the whole globe, and everybody on the planet turns to stone. Oh, wow. But they're still conscious. And the main character eventually somehow is able to come out of his stone, stone form, after 3,700 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. He didn't have to wait a long time or anything. Oh my no, God. and he actually counted through all of it. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> He's actually a super scientific genius. And so his thing is getting a lot of these scientific discoveries down to advanced civilization to get things back on track. Hmm. So I'm finding a few things in common from some of the ones that we've talked about. Everybody's a genius. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot of teenagers, like a lot of teenagers in these things. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's popular for a lot of them. Uh, which, uh, the bulk of these are shonen, so that those are meant for teens and young adults. So Okay. I wondered. I was like, what, what's the reasoning there? Like, is, is that just that who would watch them? or Is there anything like would, like, would be considered R-rated? Like, more adult-themed? Hentai. Besides no, hentai. <laughs> Besides hentai, Yaoi, and Yuri. <laughs> okay. uh, Yaoi and Yuri. Yaoi is the male male, and then Yuri is the, the lesbian type. <laughs> oh. Um, Are there any that would just be considered majorly adult because of, like, uh, not the sexual content, but, like, the graphic, like, um, kind of like how Attack on Titan is. It should just be very graphic, the murdelation, basically. Kill a Kill, which that sounds more violent than it actually is, but is technically kind of violent, but it's cartoony violent. But it's also very silly. <laughs> okay. But yeah, there's also people in there scantily clad at times, so that'd be more of the adult side of things. You're like, there's so many options. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're treating Nick like a poor like encyclopedia <laughs> of anime. I, well, I know, but I don't know these things. Like, we got Google. Um. <laughs> yeah, so like, Google, tell me the list of every anime. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be worse than my Disney Plus list I printed out oh over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Helsing's another one. Berserk. Yeah, definitely. Berserk is one that's a little on the darker side. Man, this is going to suck when I get into this because there's so much to watch. And I'm like, oh, my God, I already have too much to watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get me hooked on this. Is there's, there's something for everybody. Like, yes, it kinda sounds there like is something, something for everybody. For everybody. everybody, there's every genre. There's sci-fi. There's there's even some things that are Western-themed. There's you know, romance. There's, there's something for everybody. Well, I'm going to watch Death Note for sure. Because now you're like, I need to know. Yeah, I, I really want to know this. what happens to it. So, yeah, I would recommend that one. It, it just even for me, just, you know, don't know nothing about nothing. But um, I was enjoying it a lot. Um, did you like it, Miranda? The- yeah, I did. Well, I didn't get as far as you did, but um, I, I did like it. Um, I like the 
complex. I do like sometimes when things go really fast, I get frustrated because um, I'm like, what, what, what? Slow down. But I like that this one kind of like went boop, right into everything. Mm-hmm. And it's also like you said, with it being 20 minutes, it is quick. So a lot of times I think we want to sit down and watch something, but you're like, I really don't have time because I need to leave my house by this time to get here. Or, you know, i got to go to bed by a certain time. I think with them being 20 minutes, they're the perfect little snippet of like, I just want to watch something really quick. And, he, and here I've got this. Yeah, and if you fall asleep or whatever to it, you're not, you know. You're probably not going to wake up halfway through it going, what? Like, because it's (laughs) already over. also true, yeah. All right, well, anything else you want to say about anime in general or Death Note in particular? Let's see. Um, Yeah, let's continue Death Note. uh, uh, Some uh, honorable mentions that are not necessarily anime, but Mm -hmm. anime-inspired. Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, Ooh, yes. I highly recommend that one. Um, Dragon Prince on Netflix is actually pretty good. I'm enjoying that one. This There's one that you can see several of the episodes on uh, Amazon uh, called Ruby that I've gotten into, but I'll caveat that one. The beginning of it is some of the worst CG you'll ever see. <laughs> oh. It was very low budget. You have to get to which the seasons are only a few episodes, so it's not too bad. But you got to get at least to season three before the CG actually starts getting where it's more watchable. <laughs> wow, it's like I think school. I saw that one on Amazon because I want to say it's actually free for the first couple of seasons. So I guess if yeah. it's not super great, at least it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's a Ruby, but it's a RWBY. Oh. Their team, it's a four members. A, Ruby, Weiss, Blake, and Yang. I just remembered that question I was going to ask you. I um, I saw that there was a live-action version of Death Note. Have you seen mm. that one? I did. Um, it's okay. Uh, there's a lot of people that will do give a lot of hate towards it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was, okay, it doesn't live up to the anime or the manga, mm-hmm. but for an Americanized version, it was, you know, I give it a solid C. Okay. I didn't hate it, but there's a lot of things I could have done better. Is that something they do a lot, make live versions of them? That seems odd. You see it more actually in Japan than you do over here. Huh. Uh, so, actually in Japan, there's, I think, a few live-action Death Note movies. Just oh, goes wow. to show you how popular it is over there. So has the anime been remade before, or is there only one anime? There's only one anime. And, okay. Uh, I, I, did, I did forget. There's actually have been a couple of... Some of the live-action movies have been brought over here, but I don't know if you can find them streaming anywhere. I think you probably have to look for the DVDs or Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. That might be something to do, too, after I watch all the anime. Then go back and compare it, and yeah. be like, hey, oh, okay, now I see what he meant, kind of deal. Because I need another watch project. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We already got some going, Jenny. Thanks, Disney Plus. <sighs> Baby, right. Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, oh my god. Oh my god. It was so cute because <clears throat> Ethan's little friend Walker was over here this weekend. And he's a big Star Wars fan. And they don't have Disney Plus yet. And he wanted to see Mandalorian so we put it on and his reaction when baby Yoda showed up was so cute <laughs> y'all he was freaking out he went oh, baby
baby Yoda. And I'm like, I, you're so cute. I bet you his mom, he went home and he's now begged his mama for Disney Plus Oh, all I'm sure. Week. You know, he had his, he had his, his um, tablet and I almost just loaded him, you know, with my login. I should have. But I didn't want his mom to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Loading shit on my kid's computer. But Ron, I get that. Like, because what if the parent, like, there was a reason why they didn't get Disney yeah, Plus? Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I'd be like, here, just take it. Just yeah. Take it. I mean, I, I might offer it to her, but. I mean, she seems not, she's real cool about letting him do whatever, so she might not care at all. But anyway, that was a random story. Random (laughs) story is always awesome, okay? That's what Geek and Sassy is all about. Random. only be without a random story or two here. Yeah, I know. You're right. Right? We were way too focused on all that anime stuff. I know we were so professional. We were. So proud of us. Nick's such a great guest. It's been a while. I think the last one was... Doctor Who, like the Christmas. It was a Christmas episode. special. Yeah, it was a Doctor yeah. Christmas special. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I, I am gonna not be professional for a minute because I don't know what number it is. But I'm sure if you check the show notes, it'll comment that it is a Doctor Who Christmas special, and we'll have a special guest. And you should go back and listen to that one. Yeah, that's that it one. though. I still remember that episode. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a Christmas special with a. Mm-hmm. The superhero one, right? Yeah, yeah. superhero yeah. one. That was a good one. Is it about that time, Miranda? I do think it's about that time. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's nerd eye candy of the moment. Hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're up. We always let guests go first. Okay, so I actually had one in mind. Oh. I actually wasn't going to do Zachary Levi because he's been doing a lot of amazing things. But... <laughs> yes! You are my people. Well, you've been my people from before that. We've been friends for a while. But you just like, huh. I've gone on rants about Zachary Levi for like the past eight episodes. So, huh. Huh, go he's for it. Fantastic put it on me. We can't always pick Zach Levi for this. You realize this, yeah. right? <laughs> I think I really want to message him and be like, hey, Zachary Levi, you have been talked about so much as Nerd Eye Candy. That we really need to, like, for real talk to you. Will you talk to us? I'm sure that would go over really well. Hey, he actually answers people a lot on social media. He actually might. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Okay, well, try that then. I'm going to try this and be like, Geek and Sassy talked about you for the eighth time during Nerd Eye Candy. Because you hot. But, but I'm glad, you know, another great Nerd Eye Candy is actually Jennifer Smith. Who? You. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know how much you've been doing? All the podcasts, uh, you know, being super mom, oh. uh, keeping up with all these shows, comics, everything. I don't know how you do it. I'm I'm a mess. Uh, <laughs> I have a pee cup over here that... <laughs> this, is, this is how together I am. Like, oh, podcast so much that you pee in a cup during the show, <laughs> and you have your life together. John is like, why? Exactly. Is, he's like, like, why is there a cup of pee in that room in there? I'm like, look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting it all hang out tonight. But that is yeah, adorable and so sweet of you, Nick. For Jenny to get diapers, stop peeing in a cup. <laughs> Like, seriously. Hashtag P-Cup. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Not want me to just grab you a catheter and we can just have it go into a bag and set it into a cup? It's <laughs> that podcast life, yo. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really never thought we'd be starting that hashtag, but there we go. <laughs> It was always like something I like, like joked about and like, you know, messages and stuff. But I don't, I don't know how much I've mentioned it on there, honestly. All jokes aside, my mom used to. She said when they used to travel when they were kids, my grandpa was notorious for like, no, we're gonna get there and we're not gonna stop. And so she was like, you either held it till you got all the way to where you were going, or you went in a bottle. And I was not going in the bottle, the pee <laughs> bottle. She's like, it was not happening. Say the bottle's easier on my end. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say right? that would not be easy at all. Not yeah. It's not she was like no, so we held it till we got where we were going. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um well <laughs> Do you have a nerd eye candy? I did, but then I got all thrown off because I never expected to be Just um, say Zachary Levi. <laughs> Zachary Levi. All right. <laughs> No, I was actually, um, so I'll tell you guys this now instead of waiting for the plugs or whatever, but um, i starting a new um, podcast <laughs> with, uh, well, I got inspired by Disney Plus and I knew I wanted to do a rewatch of something and it ended up being the MCU. So I felt pretty shaky, but kind of okay about starting over at Iron Man. Um so then I have several friends who are also watch, re-watching things, and then another friend who has never seen any of them. So I was like, let me put all them together and have a podcast. And they were into it. So um, that will be hopefully coming um, soon. I won't put a date on it, but soon. And it's called A Journey Through Infinity, and it's on the genie position. So... Nice. I say all that to say that I rewatched Iron Man, and I have new appreci- a new appreciation for G- Gwyneth Paltrow, which I know might be sort of a controversial answer because I think people have complex Gwyneth feelings sometimes because she says weird things. Um, but I thought she was stunning in that movie, and I I think she's underrated in the MCU. She's still a great actress. She really is. And their chemistry was a lot stronger than what I remember. Because I don't typically think of them when I think of MCU romances. I mean, they're on the list, but not on the top of it. So I was just really impressed with her. And I thought she was really classy and and gorgeous. So lucky Tony Stark. And she's also very lucky because Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miranda. You're going to pick Zachary Levi? Zachary Levi? No, I want to. Um, I want to so badly. Actually, do you remember a couple of episodes? I know you do because you're good like that. Um, we, I did one that was more of a nerd eye candy, but it was a like nerd ear candy. Oh, yes. I remember. Well, I am going to give the ladies and gentlemen a new nerd ear candy for your listening pleasure. Um. B.J. Harrison, who I think I've actually talked about briefly before, he voices um, a t- 
ton of different audio books, and he's done some other works as well. He even has a website um, where he reads the classic tales, um, oh, kind of cool. like in podcast. It's like a podcast <laughs> the, um, done in a podcast. It's called the Classic Tales Audiobooks. Um, he has an amazing, amazing voice. It's just great. Um, I actually learned some things from him. I listened to a podcast he did where he was like, yeah, you never want to have dairy products of any kind before a recording. Hmm. Like, well, it, um, dairy products and natural increase phlegm and mm-hmm. make it thicker. Mm-hmm. So if you've just eaten like a meal that's heavy on dairy and then you go and you try to record, then you're going to have excess phlegm and that's not going to compute well that in the sense. audio world. So... He, when you look at him, he is not what you would picture behind the voice, um, but his voice is very pleasing. He did a series that um, I've talked about here several times that are like kitschy, funny romances um, in the Nocturne Falls series. Mm-hmm. Um, that first one that I talked about was the Vampire's Mail or Bride, and he's just really awesome. And he's done, like I said, he's got his own, like, little podcast, and he's done, like, I don't know how many books. If you search him on Audible, I'm finding it at least 119 results for B.J. Oh, wow. Harrison. So you got mm-hmm. options. Yeah, you got options when you're, wait, 347. That was just, I was just in romance. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he has done some sci-fi. He's done kids. So highly recommend him. He actually is the reason I found have found other series because I liked his voice and I said, What else does he do? So Yeah, that's yeah, I like when that happens. Kinda like an author, but Yeah. A narrator. And I liked that he um, you know, listening to him and, you know, being interviewed in another podcast gave me as a podcaster like, Hey, don't eat a bunch of dairy beforehand and I was <laughs> like, Ooh, good to know. Like I knew it increased that but i i wasn't i didn't even think about that in, in the in the uh, world of like recording and and doing audio and things like that all check right. him out nice. uh, all right uh, is there anything that you want to plug um miranda any other shows i was a special guest over at place to be nation for a little glimpse pod blast um with a few other really awesome people for disney plus um, I still have way more thoughts, so Jenny and I have talked about maybe doing a Disney Plus, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so check that one out over there, and I have some other things that are in the works, but I don't have dates, so like you, like I don't want to jinx it by like, I'm doing this! Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted again to say a uh, special thank you and a reminder that we obviously have a really cool new theme song now. Yeah. It's a Geek and Tessie song, and that is from Noah Britton. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He does songs for other podcasts um, and background music and stuff. You can check his out his website. He, you know, kind of see the things, or listen to, rather, um, the things that he's created for other people. It's really awesome. Really excited to have his work as part of our work. It sounds fantastic. Thank you. What about you, Nick? Um, is there any way that people can get up with you on social media and whatnot? Outside of Facebook, um, the, if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's like Random Nerdy Picks and Toddy Gym Picks. <laughs> <laughs> I love your gym picks. 
He is very dedicated mm, workout. Extremely. That I, I wish I had that dedication. He's very dedicated. It's kind of like when I'm having a, I don't want to go to the gym, and I look and see Nick posted something. I was like, I can do this. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a Buff Mage 83 on Instagram. Give him a follow. Um, as for me, I'm at Jenny Position on Twitter. Miranda, you're at Moms a Nerd on Twitter. And uh, t- together we are at Geek and Sassy on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram's I, pretty much me, and Jenny's pretty much Twitter. I say yeah. that all the time, but then somebody will message me, and they'll be like, hey, and I'm like, uh, I'll answer, but I'm pretty sure they ask asking Jenny a question. Like, really? There's been a couple that I'm like, do they think I'm Jenny? Hmm, that's weird. Um, like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just dropped an episode of Freak Out Drive-In, um, episode 8 of the Jenny position. Um, that was a live watch of the movie The Village <laughs> with my friend Peter Winston. Is very random uh, and fun show in which we barely talked about the movie at all. So, <laughs> and that's a weird movie. So, it, it's very kind of hard to live watch. <laughs> um, it is. I was sitting here going, huh, okay, well, yeah. not a problem. Yeah. Um, and like I said, be on the lookout for A Journey Through Infinity and whatever else I think of to throw up on the feed. I can do whatever I want. Well, you just gave me an idea for another one, but we shall see. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you, Nick, for talking to us. It was a blast. <laughs>